Welcome to Lutheran Weekly. In the late 15th century, a man by the name of Gutenberg turned the world upside down with the invention of the printing press. This enabled a man by the name of Luther to throw the world into another backflip by starting the Reformation. But imagine if Luther and his supporters had been able to disseminate their writings around the world in an instant. Well, thanks to a man by the name of Smith, now they can, or rather, he is distributing it for them. The name of this project is Project Wittenberg, and the man is Pastor Bob Smith, Electronic Resources Librarian at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne. We also have a tech tip on disseminating your own work, and another product suggestion of the week. Also, one announcement. In every podcast, I mention our upcoming Ukraine adoption. Well, God closes one door and opens another. Ukraine has closed their borders indefinitely to outside adoption because of the murder of some Russian adopted children. So upon further research, we've decided to adopt an orphan from Ethiopia instead, where the plight of the children is much worse than that in Ukraine. So now, on with the interview. As traditional as the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod can be, we continue to explore ways to use technology not only to get the gospel to the world, but also to further theological scholarship and research. To that end, many people are using the Internet to get the word into the hands of the people. And when it comes to online distribution of theology, Project Wittenberg is known the world over. Today we have Pastor Bob Smith, Electronic Resources Librarian at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Webmaster of Project Wittenberg. Welcome, Bob. It's good to be with you. So when did you start working on this project? Uh, This began back in uh, 1994. So this has been going on for a while now. Yeah, we've we've been at it for a little bit. I try not to think about it, though. (laughs) So what motivated you to produce this project? Well, basically, uh, my job here is to try to uh, make uh, materials available to students in particular. Uh, And one of the first things that I discovered when I got here is that uh, a new means of communication was opening up called the Internet, uh, and uh, that some texts were being made available uh, online, but I couldn't find any Lutheran texts. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, you know, that would be fine if uh, the Bible, uh, the Quran, and so forth were online, but if the Westminster Confession is online, we'd better do something about that. Sure. So why don't you tell us more about what is Project Wittenberg and um, what does it all have available? Now, Project Wittenberg is basically a uh, a association of uh, of folks that's very very loosely uh, organized. Uh, 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 basically, if someone wants to uh, make available a uh, a text by or about Luther or a Lutheran of some sort, uh, all they have to do is contact me, and uh, we will find a way to get it online. Okay. So everything you have, these are all uh, older texts that are uh, past their copyright. Uh, yeah, for the, mo- for the most part, uh, the texts that we have available are public domain, uh, which is what well, we're saying, that they're old enough that the uh, copyright has expired on them. Uh, in some cases, they're public domain because they were never copyrighted. Uh, in other cases, uh, we've had people who are kind enough to be willing to uh, share the text uh, without any kind of restriction. So whom do you see specifically benefiting from this project? Well, we've, we've had a wide variety of folks. So most, most of the time it happens when someone goes online looking for something about Luther, uh, sometimes high school students or college students. Uh, once in a while we hear from people uh, in places where uh, these texts are just simply not uh, really easily available, uh, such as uh, Saudi Arabia or most recently a fellow from China. So basically what we're doing is uh, making these texts available to folks who might no- normally be able to get a hold of them. Wow, that's fascinating. There's been a lot in the news lately about some countries uh, 
talking about if the United States doesn't start sharing their internet uh, control that there's a possibility of smaller sort of internets popping up in some of these countries like China. Mm. And um, so I'm thinking that Project Wittenberg is probably one of those sites that will not be part of that network. Well, it's very very hard to say what will happen. Uh, the the thing that uh, is uh, kind of difficult for some of those countries is the Internet is really wide open. Uh, mm -hmm. The dirty little secret is there really isn't any control of the Internet. Right. So you mentioned other people being involved in this. What are some things that other people can do to help with this project? Well, most mostly uh, it's, uh, it's very, very informal. Uh, uh, what I normally ask is that if somebody can't find something on Project Wittenberg or somewhere else on the Internet, and they'd be interested in helping us, they just simply email me and ask if uh, this thing is in the works. And if it isn't, uh, then we're ready to help. Uh, primarily, we're looking for uh, for uh, titles that are uh, that are in uh, text format, uh, but we'll also take PDF or uh, just about any kind of uh, format uh, that's available out there, uh, as long as somebody's willing to produce it. Okay. So, do you have um, people translating the German and Latin things like that? Well, some some uh, limited uh, numbers of those projects. So it kind of kind of waxes and wanes. At the moment, I have one fellow uh, working on uh, a sermon on, of Luther's on uh, law and gospel, uh, which appeared only once a really long time ago in a fairly poor translation. Uh, so he's doing a new one, and then that one will go on and be freely available. Uh, but for the most part, it's uh, uh, classic English texts of one form or another that, that folks are, are working with. Okay. So any other additions that you're planning for the near future? Uh in in particular, uh, there isn't any any major plans, but there are a couple of items that are that are beginning to be assembled. Uh, we have one of uh, Henry Eister uh, Jacobs uh, uh, outline the doctrinal theology is currently going up uh, file by file, um, and down the line uh, in other forms and other formats, so we will be getting uh, other items up. Uh, but mostly it depends on, uh, on how fast the volunteers can produce anything, because really there is no budget to all of this. Sure. Strictly volunteer. Strictly volunteer. Okay. Now, you also have another project, Ecclesia Pro Bono. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, Pro Bono Ecclesia is actually a seminary library project, okay. uh, and what we're doing there is we're accumulating similar texts uh, uh, in uh, PDF format for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, and on that score, uh, the major uh, items that are going in are the uh, contents of our theological journals. So uh, right now we have the complete uh, run of uh, Concordia Theological uh, Journal uh, online in PDF form. Uh, as soon as uh, we finished up uh, dusting off of a few odds and ends on that one, we'll begin working on Springfielder. Uh, but we also do other things. For instance, someone just sent me a copy of the, uh, the confutation uh, of the Augsburg Confession uh, that we're dusting up and we'll stick up there. And that one we will probably eventually also turn into a Logos Libronics book format as well. Okay. All right. So that's, that's something also to mention with this. You've got it sort of split up into two sections, right? Right. We, we do, uh, for those uh, uh, people who have 
the Logos Lebronics library. Uh, for instance, if uh, they have uh, Luther's works on CD-ROM uh, or they bought something directly from Logos, such as their scholar's library, uh, they can make use of, to a certain extent, of the books that we uh, generate. And mostly what we're doing with that one and pro bono is trying to, trying to generate materials that directly support seminary students. Mostly because we're thinking about uh, our partner churches around the world where they have very limited resources. Sure. And these things, having them on a computer makes it very easy for them to work with. Okay. So this is, uh, because it's on the Internet and because it's worldwide, this really opens up a lot of educational opportunities in right. lots of different places. Right. So basically the point behind all of this is to make things as available widely so that the church can use them. And uh, the the extra blessing that we've gotten from the Lord in all of this is that occasionally people who are not Christians at all uh, or Lutherans at all run into this material and read it and are touched by the Spirit and drawn uh, closer to the uh, gospel. And that's kind of like icing on the cake for us. Sure. Have you any particular stories that stand out in your mind? Well, the most recent one is the, the China one that I was mentioning. A fellow from central China uh, ran into... Uh, the uh, Project Wittenberg edition of Luther's uh, 1535 Galatians commentary. And he read it, and he said that it changed his life, so he's translating it into Chinese. Wow. Uh, we had the opportunity to put him together with Lutheran Heritage Foundation. We're hoping that uh, that will end up with a, a new relationship inside mainland China for our church to uh, begin to bring materials uh, to people who have never had them before. That's fascinating. And wonderful. Any other stories? Well, there there are several, but they don't they don't come to mind right at the moment. Okay. So, what's next for you? Are you working on something else? Well, the next next thing is more of a uh, a seminary library project than anything else. Although uh, the lines tend to blur between Project Wittenberg and seminary projects often. Sure. Uh, we've recently been given uh, an a piece of software along with some other schools that we have a joint library catalog with. Mm -hmm. And this software manages images, uh, and it's going to allow us to do things like, for instance, uh, put a copy of the uh, bondage to the will where you've got pictures of, of this uh, copy, which is a 19th century copy. Okay. Uh, and you'll be able to search the text, but it'll display the image of the page instead of the uh, raw text behind the scenes. Wow. Uh, we're also going to be putting up images of our campus architecture uh, in uh, in anticipation of the 50th anniversary of the campus, uh, which was designed by Aero Saarinen, a world-renowned architect. Um, and maybe a little bit down the line, we may come up with a uh, a set of images from church history or uh, artwork from the Reformation and things of that nature but those are a little bit more into the distant future. Sure. A lot of that stuff is available elsewhere, but it's nice to have. I'm sure some of it still isn't available. Well, sure. And mostly what, what it does by putting it in this kind of a manager is it will allow us to uh, pr produce high-quality versions of these images, which you often can't get. Right. Uh, and also we will fully document the image so you know where it came from, uh, what the subject of it is, uh, and eventually, this piece of software ties into uh, uh, interlibrary uh, catalogs such as OCLC's WorldCat so that you will then be able to search some of these in library catalogs and display.
play them from there. Makes sense. Stuff's coming The Internet and the resources come a long way. Oh, well, things keep developing. When we began, I couldn't understand why anybody would want to play with this nonsensical thing called the World Wide Web. Hmm. Uh, so things really have come a long, a long way since then. Now, uh, why don't you just mention the uh, links for uh, Project Wittenberg and uh, Pro Bono Ecclesia? Okay, the, the easiest way to uh, get to the official website for Project Wittenberg is to go to uh, to uh, a site called uh, Perl, and you spell that one P-U-R-L dot O-C-L-C dot org, and then you put the slash in, uh, and then you go PW for Project Wittenberg, and then slash, and that'll take you to the main site. Okay. Uh, and then to get to Pro Bono Ecclesia, the easiest way to go is to go to uh, www.ctsfw.edu slash library slash. And then as you look in the left-hand column, you'll see links to Pro Bono Ecclesia and to the Libronics books as well. Uh, and that URL is short for Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, if you can't figure out the letters. Okay. So, and otherwise, if people could just go to the to that domain, ctsfw.edu. Right. And they'll be able to find this stuff. Yeah, you should be able to find most of it. There are other places that we stick Project Wittenberg documents, but uh, they're a little bit farther out of the way and somewhat more arcane and not as well organized. Okay. So... And also, if they want to get a hold of you? All they have to do is uh, email me at smithre at ctsfw.edu. Okay. And also, I will have all the links for these projects in the show notes of the podcast or on the podcast page at lcmspastor.com. So anybody that's interested can just look them up, copy-paste, and start mining through it. Well, that works really nicely. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I think... I think uh, that's about about it, although uh, just to mention that uh, uh, this is a real privilege for me to be involved in this kind of thing and uh, to help uh, make available uh, works by Luther and other Lutherans is a part of, uh, of what I think that the Lord is having me do with my life. And uh, it's been a great blessing all along, and I'm looking forward to many more years of doing the same thing. Okay. All right. Well, Bob, thank you for your time and well, for your work on this project. Well, thank you. And now it's time for the product suggestion of the week. First off, I'd like to mention that my prediction of the video iPod came true last week. The time for video podcasting is now. For bandwidth reasons, I won't be producing one soon. But if you can, now is the time. As for this week's suggestion, Concordia Publishing House recently published Concordia, the reader's edition to the Book of Concord. It would be helpful to have a study guide for this edition, either a self-study apparatus like the Concordia Self-Study Bible has, or some sort of group study guide, or ideally both. You can post files of almost any kind on the web, but some are of more value than others. Search engines can scan HTML, PDF, and MS Word or DOC files, but usually not WordPerfect or other formats. If you are using some other software besides these standards that I mentioned, you may want to convert them before posting them online. Or you could get OpenOffice or NeoOffice, which you can download for free from openoffice.org. This podcast is brought to you free of charge. 
That said, my wife and I are hoping to adopt an orphan or two from Ethiopia, hopefully by the end of 2006, to give them a Christian home, and are raising money to make that possible. If you would like to help make that happen, you can make a donation, purchase through our affiliate links, or send us your used inkjet cartridges. You can find more information at www.myheartsjoy.com, and while any and all help is appreciated, you're under absolutely no obligation. I'm happy to make this available to all regardless and appreciate you listening. Next week is our special Reformation episode. We'll be looking at Luther's third love, after theology and his wife, which would be music. We'll have an interview with Michael Bridges of Lost and Found, a Lutheran rock band, and music clips from them as well. The tech tip and suggestion of the week will also be audio related. Well, that closes the book on another Lutheran Weekly. Remember that you can post comments on our forums at lcmspastor.com slash forum and ask questions of upcoming guests. Your questions will be read on the air during the interview. If you'd like to leave a voicemail to be aired on the show, you may call 206-339-7909 to leave a message. Thank you, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 